So, and this is dead serious. I'm not just doing this for entertainment value. Last night, I had a dream that my girlfriend left me for Tony. <laughs> I am not even kidding. Damn. It was really? her, me, and Tony were in a car going somewhere, and we went to this house, and apparently it was Tony's house, and Tony went upstairs, like, into his room, and Alexa and I were sitting outside, and she pretty much was like, I'm leaving you for Tony. Like, I'm, wow. I'm breaking up with you for nice. Tony. He's wow. nicer. Uh, he doesn't talk about sports all the time. I was like, yes, he does. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, she just dumped me for Tony. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I was so upset. Uh, like, and, like, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I just got in my car and, like, started driving home. Like, I was so mad. And, like... Tony had, like, no lines in this, and uh, I was driving... With my face even? In yeah, like, I mean, we rode to the place together, and, like, the three of us were talking, and, like, I was just like, what the fuck just happened? And then uh, I was driving away, and I woke up, I'm like, oh, and I texted her, I was like, I had a dream, <laughs> I had a dream, dream cucked me with Tony <laughs> for my podcast, she's like, oh, uh, no, it hasn't happened. No, uh, and then, but then the second, I went back to bed. And I had a dream that I was The Bachelor, like okay. on the TV show, and it was all these girls and my girlfriend. And I kept trying to explain to everyone, I'm like, I already picked a winner. Like, I, I already liked the one girl. Like, she's, I choose her. And they were like, no, that's not how the show works. And, like, Alexa wasn't, like, getting it. Like, she was, like, trying to win me over, acting like we first met. I'm like, no, I know everything about you. Like, it was so frustrating. I woke up. So, yeah. Did she win the show? I mean, I don't know. I woke up. Like, I just kept saying, I'm like, this show is pointless. I don't know why I'm on here. Like, I, I've been dating this person for a while now. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, it went from Tony cucking me to me trying to win over a girl that I've already been dating for a long time. Well, you, my, you, oh, go ahead. My, like, my room is upstairs in my house, so. No, we were, like... <laughs> Maybe you're foreshadowing. No, man. I really hope not. I'm kidding. 99% of bedrooms are upstairs. Yeah, I mean, my, we were like at like a lake house or something. Oh, wow. And I was just like shocked. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> when did you even meet this man? Don't you hate those dreams that are so vivid? Like at first when you wake up, you're like, but then like you take five minutes, you're like, oh, I can laugh about it now. Dude, like, yeah, I remember good. sitting in my bed, I woke up, but it was like at 4.45 like in the morning, sucks, I'm like, yeah. I don't want Tony in my fucking apartment right. today. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't even want to talk to him. Vivid, like, yeah. he would do that to me. What the hell, man? I would never do that to you. Thank you. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. I, first, you gotta meet my girlfriend. Yeah, know. right? Yeah, <laughs> so that was wild. Alright, so with that being said, let's start the show. Way up, way up we go. Been up and down that road. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Underpaid and Overrated. I'm Noah Hiles. I'm Michael Garden. I'm Tony Harpell. And fellas, feels like it's been a while. It has been a while. We were off Memorial Day, um, but I, I just think Gar had a tweet this weekend that really just summed it up. Sports oh, are yeah. the worst. Oh yeah, they, they are the yeah, worst. Yeah, this is a rough week. Uh, he said, uh, I'm, 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 "I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the tweet in front of me." It's 99% of the time you end up 
upset. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, the goal is to win a championship. We have seen as Pittsburgh sports fans in our lifetime three Stanley Cups and two Super Bowls. So aside from that, in, in one year, the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup were won at the same time. So mm-hmm. aside from four years in our lifetime, we've really... Right. Oh, guard doesn't even like the Steelers. Right. So there you go. So, yeah, right. we've never really been happy with our sports teams. Think about it. I mean, that is super depressing. Now, I went to a college that their football team always wins the national championship, so that's one nice thing. Uh, but overall, yeah, it's, it's, it's why do we do this to ourselves? Um, and to, I guess, begin the dialogue on this subject is Michael Garr, who's just really feeling it right now. His Milwaukee Bucks... They're done. They're dead. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say that uh, I had a, I was good friends with a uh, guy in college who was from Boston. And he and I was thinking to myself, man, this guy probably doesn't know what disappointment even means. No. I mean, it seems like every other year he's winning something. 13 parades in 11 years. Yeah, his wardrobe is like all probably just all these like championship t-shirts and stuff like that. And here I am just... You know, in a season like this, where the Milwaukee Bucks literally on paper are the best team. I mean, I know you could say the Warriors are, you know, better, and that's fine. I'm not going to argue there. But on paper, they had the best record. So I'm thinking this is finally the year. They've worked so hard. Giannis is a beast. He's going to win MVP. He's, they finally have worked their way to being the best team, and they lose to Toronto. They don't even lose to Golden State. And, I'm, and four in a row, you have one two game losing streak the entire season, you lose four in a row. And then just big picture, I'm thinking to myself, why do I do this? Why do I do this? If you're not a Golden State Warriors fan, you could pick one team in each sport. The Warriors, the, the Patriots, the, hell, I don't know, probably the Red Sox or something, or the Astros or something like that. If you don't root for those teams, why do you do this to yourself? I mean, I you, hate it. you pick that with a hockey team. Yeah, I mean the yeah the Penguins are okay. The Penguins can get yeah, for them. Yeah, they're do, they do pretty well. So I yeah. guess I can't complain about that. But, but generally I, speaking, I, I mean it sucks. I would say in a sports town though, the expectations are so high where it's championship or bust. So if those Boston teams aren't winning a championship, hell freezes over and you know all of media flips out. But in a team where they haven't won ever. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, that's a successful season, and even if they lose four in a row, or you know any you know any sort of way, however they lost in the playoffs, it you know it, the media is not going to flip out. They had a great season. They made the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs in so many years. Yeah. So I feel like expectations. Uh, expectations are different, but different, but still, pictures, like, like you're going to end up disappointed. Yeah, exactly. If your team doesn't win the championship, you're pretty sucks. much going to you're, you're going to be disappointed in in the whole season. I I think. The most frustrating thing as a sports fan, because, um, you know, we've kind of experienced it all in Pittsburgh with, like, the Penguins who have been to the playoffs every year since our childhood. Right. The Steelers who, you know, have consistently been one of the best professional the sports yeah. organizations ever, and then yeah. the Pirates who have been one of the worst. Um, I, I, we've experienced all the highs and lows. I think one of the most underrated frustrating parts of being a sports fan is when you have a very talented team that bows out in the postseason earlier than you expect. Yeah. Because you go through that whole season, um, and I guess it's not really early in the postseason. I mean, they lost in Game 6 of the conference finals, 
But when you go through a season when you've constantly, like Gar said, been the best team, and you dominate your first two rounds in the playoffs, and you've got the face, the soon-to-be new face of basketball, yeah. I would imagine, the MVP, the best player, and people are jumping on your hype train and guaranteeing that you're going to you know, give the Warriors a run for their money, yeah. and then you just fall apart like that. That's the most... I remember 2013 when the Penguins just got swept right. by the Bruins. It looked so good. That was the season. most deflating feeling. One of the toughest losses yeah. mm-hmm. when you just go home and you just think, it's like, I got like another year yeah. before I match that high yeah. of that playoff run. Well, think of like the, light, uh, the lightning. The lightning is fans. a perfect example yeah. where they just cruised through and they were so dominant and then you just like but that and it's gone. They don't have to wait until October. They have to wait until April because yes. we all know yeah. they're making the playoffs. Yeah, and exactly. especially like when it's when it's football or something, the regular season really, really matters. Yes. Yeah. But, but like yeah, hockey, hockey or basketball, NBA, yep. you don't really need to be the best team in the regular season. Like half the league makes it, so you have to wait until the end of the regular season to get that kind of excitement again. And it's just the most deflating feeling. In the world. So, Gar, I feel for you, man. I mean, that sucks. And they beat Toronto three out of four times in the regular season. I mean, I just thought it was a better match, but I thought Toronto would be tough. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love Kawhi. I think he's a beast. But I thought Milwaukee would, would win this series. We have, I, I mean, really did. I think I mean, we you, talked we about, talked this, about yeah. this all the year. I was A couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago on this show, yeah. Gar was packing his bags for Golden yeah. State. Yeah, I was, and, I was heading to the Bay. And right. it was 2 0, and, and he I was, was like, like, you know, I know they're going to win a couple, but. We're going to finish this off. We got two more in us. Right. And when you're a, a fan like Gar, who lives <laughs> in... just oblivious. No, well, who lives in Pittsburgh, and when you think of people in Pittsburgh who cheer for teams outside of Western Pennsylvania, they're cheering for, like, the Patriots, right. or they're cheering for LeBron, or they're cheering for, you know, whoever. Like, it's always <laughs> a powerhouse. Have success. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the reason why he likes the Bucks is just wild in general, and, like, he supported them... When they were at their worst, at their and worst. then now they're like this powerhouse I, team. I worked hard. Yeah, you worked, worked hard. hard in this fandom. And here I am. And now here you are losing game six and it heartbroken. Sucks. And it's the same thing. It's like the Lightning. Now I know they're making the playoffs. Yeah, next year. exactly. Like, they're going to be good next year. That's even more is, deflating almost. Yeah, because, I like, gotta wait until fucking April again. Yeah, and, and not then, even April, like May, because that's when the rounds get good. Like they're gonna, they'll get past the first round. In yeah. April and everything. It just sucks. And then like you just hope. You have to hope that the bounces go their way again in right. certain everything, games. Like, yeah. You know, because everything did go their way, everything it seemed, until game I, three of the you know, You're always finals. waiting for, and I don't want to, you're not rooting for it, obviously, but you're in the back of your mind, it's like, God, is Giannis going to get injured? I mean, Malcolm Brogdon got hurt, which was a kind of a big loss. It didn't really affect him all that much. He managed to play against Toronto. Uh, but it just, everything, for the most part, seemed fine. There was no drama like there was with the Celtics. Uh, you know, they just did their thing, and they were just really good, and you thought, man, everything's going right, and then... And then Kyle, Kyle and then, Lowry started and then Kyle uh, Lowry turning started up. Our podcast, <laughs> what the hell is that all about? Yeah. Our podcast's favorite basketball player, favorite Kyle basketball Lowry. Player. Yeah. Like, all right. What the hell was up with that? So we'll move on from the Bucks a, yeah. to, to the Buckos. Oh, uh, just a, a whole different type of frustrating. Coming into the year, I think the main... Criticism for this team was they didn't do enough to add on in the offseason. They did not do enough to create depth. They had injuries that were pre-existing, like with Polanco, like with Chad Cool, 
with Edgar Santana. I mean, you knew there were going to be health struggles to begin with. They made some signings, but I think the book was already written before the year even started that this Pirates team was just a couple of good players, a couple of good signings, about $20 million worth of acquisitions away, which is like one or two solid baseball players, or one really good one, away from being a good team. And now we've reached a point in the year where it just really just doesn't make sense for this team to continue to try to win baseball games. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, and it just sucks to say it, because I legitimately think this, when healthy, this is a good team. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, agree. the pitching staff, when healthy, you can even say, like, with the woes that Archer and Musgrove are experiencing right now, they're still a good team. I think the bullpen, when healthy, is good, or it's above average. You see the production you're getting from Josh Bell, and it's, it's almost going to be like a waste mm -hmm. from this year. Like, if that came last year, they probably would have been the wild card. Yeah. But... It just didn't happen, and this year, you know, he's having an amazing season. Brian Reynolds is, but when you cannot stay healthy for a month, for two months, you have no shot to compete in a 162-game season, especially when you're in a division with three teams. really good teams yeah. and yeah. another team in the Reds who it's made so more of an effort than you did in the offseason. Yeah. So it just it's really frustrating to see Jeff Hartlieb on the mound, a Division II basketball player, serving up meatballs. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke that it has come to this, that you can have these types of injuries consistently, and for a team that just loves to talk about how smart they are when it comes to resting players and biometrics and all of this, yeah, that annoying. they can't keep guys healthy from swinging a baseball bat or throwing a ball, which are two of the three main things that involve <laughs> In their job. I, I mean, like you said, coming into the season, the starting pitching was the strong point. Like, that was what's going to get us to the playoffs, hopefully, the starting pitching. At least that was the Or hope. keep them competitive. Yeah, keep them competitive, yeah. Um, but when you lose over half of your starting pitchers, I mean, there's just nothing you can do. You can try to, you know, bring up players, but that's not, I mean, injury, you can't plan on, you can plan on injuries, but you can't plan on half of your staff, like, being out. Like, what are, what are they supposed to do right now with J-Mo out, maybe Jordan Lyles? It's not that the fact that they're out that pisses me off. It's how they're out. Um, I won't say this on my Pirates podcast because it could get back to other people, but I'll say it here uh, because... Um, I don't know. I just don't think the same ears are on it. Um, I have a good relationship with Jaxie, the mm -hmm. co-host for the Pirates pre- and post-game show, and he was a former general manager, and he pointed something out to me last year uh, in game 160 when they had Jamison Tyon on the mound, and he said, there's no reason why he should be starting this game. He said, when you have a young pitcher as valuable as Jamison Tyon is to the Pittsburgh Pirates, the progression every season should be 20 innings. You should go from, you know, 140 to 160 every single year. Yeah. If you look at his career, it went from 110 to 130, and I believe he went to 190 wow. last year. And he said it would be a damn shame if he had some arm troubles in 2019 because sure they just 
Yeah, they were sure enough. Yeah. They had him pitching in a meaningless game in September. Yeah. He said, if I was his agent, if I was him, I would shut it down. They didn't, and look wow. what happened. And it's stuff like that where Jack can point it out, a general manager yeah. who's not a doctor, who's not an athletic trainer. It makes it seem like it's just common sense. It's just yeah. like if yeah. people around the game can point this out, come on, man. Yeah. How do you not know this? Yeah. How do you not know this? It's just, look at all, I mean, Nick Kingham was a top 10 prospect, or top 5 prospect for the Pirates, top 100 in baseball. They ruined him in the minor leagues. Jamison Tyon will never get to see his full potential because they've ruined him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, hopefully he'll be back, and I know you can't control like things like cancer, getting okay. a line drive off the head, but he's potentially going to get his second arm surgery. Chad Cool arm surgery. JT Brubaker's hurt. I mean, it's just, they can't develop. They can't keep guys healthy. It's just, it's just insane. They, you don't, you don't have guys sliding properly. You, I mean, and everyone likes to point out pitchers shouldn't be hitting. Oh, you know, you get injured. But like, Tre- I'm not mad at the rules of baseball. Like Trevor Williams pulls an oblique swinging a bat, because there are a million pitchers that have swung a bat and did not get hurt. I'm mad at the training staff for not having Trevor Williams in shape that he gets hurt swinging a bat. Yeah, because that's. Just the reality of the situation. Why can he not take on that? It's just very frustrating. This was a wasted year for me, in my opinion. Unless the Pirates had this... It's May. It's, I mean, it is. It but, sucks. I mean, you look at the potential. Like, what you're getting from your outfield right now, what you're getting from Josh Bell, what you were getting from your starting pitching and your bullpen when they were healthy, and it's just a waste. It's just a waste. And if you made moves and you knew how to keep these guys healthy... This could be a team going on a postseason run, but instead, you know, they act smarter than everyone, and they're cheaper than everyone, and well, once again, they'll be golfing in October. How do you, how do you change? I, I mean, I know you're saying you know the development, you know, in the in the minors. What do you change to make the develop like like How do you change the culture of? In 2014, there was an article that came out about the Pirates minor league system that they were doing workouts similar to what the Navy SEALs do on the beach during Navy SEAL training. Before you're a Navy SEAL, you, you ever see the movie like American Sniper? Yeah, yeah. That shit they're doing on the beach? They were making Pirates minor league prospects do that and then play a baseball game. For what reason? Maybe cut that out would be my first recommendation. <laughs> maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Well, who's but controlling that? I mean, you have a farm director. You have strength and conditioning coaches for every single team at every single level. You have a director of medicine, which is Todd Tomzak. You have... I, I mean, you have... You're... Billion-dollar organization. Yeah. I mean, you look around at the teams who have these problems and the teams who don't. You know, the Yankees can run into all these injuries because they have the money to afford it. But Huntington loves, when everyone comes at him for the payroll, loves to talk about the allocation of resources. We're, 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 we're spending money, but we're, not, we're doing it in different areas. We're trying to be smarter than everyone. Hey, dude, maybe figure out a way that you don't lose key players. And, like, I get freak things happen, like a collision where... The dude breaks his collarbone, Eric Gonzalez. That stuff's going to happen. Yeah. You know, Polanco, like, I mean, you probably should just teach him how to slide. But, like, that's going to happen. You know, stuff like that will happen. But, like, the pitching injuries, pitchers not being in shape. How many guys have you seen this year throw a pitch, hold their elbow for the Pirates? I can think of, like, four or five. Yeah, seriously. Just this year. I mean, you, you saw it happen to Grilly. Mm-hmm. You saw it happen to Melanson when he was here. Garrett Cole left the game through a bad pitch. I mean, when you're a small market team, 
A, pitching is so important. That's why the Tampa Bay Rays have had the success that they've had. That's why the Oakland A's have had the success that they've had. They've been able to be smart with their pitching and develop them and keep them healthy. And when you can't keep your pitching and you can't develop pitching, you're, you're done. You're done. And so, yeah, there are, there are a lot of things you could do. Maybe, I don't know if they're still doing those workouts. I remember reading yeah. that and just thinking that was the most idiotic thing I ever heard in my life. Um, I was just asking because... But yeah, there there is stuff you can do. Because everyone is asking for Neil Huntington's head and Bob Nutting's head and Clint Hurdle's head. But if you think it's development, maybe it's not... I mean, I know that Neil Huntington's controlling all of this, but maybe it's not those... No, it's they not gotta Huntington. Go deep, they got to go deeper in and but like clean it's, house. It's not Huntington, but it is Huntington. It's the front office as a whole. You need to recognize this stuff in... in before it becomes a huge problem. I mean, the writing was on the walls with the amount of prospects that you had suffer injuries, like young, valuable players, like Edgar Santana, just has a great season. Now he needs Tommy John surgery at the end of last year. Stuff like that, like, coming into this offseason, there should have been a change. Mm -hmm. And again, it just, and it's so funny to me that they preach biometrics, and we can't play this guy this day. I remember last year, all hell broke loose when they pitched Clay Holmes that one game against the Giants, and it started this losing streak that pretty much knocked them out of the playoff contention after they traded for Archer. And, like, I'm just, I'm they just, just don't have a clue, man. They don't have a clue for anything. I'm just numb to the whole thing. Like, I just don't... I should never get excited about the Pirates, and I don't think anyone... I mean, yeah, the Archer thing was cool... And everything. And it's going to be looked at as one of the biggest mistakes in yeah, franchise history. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's just, yeah, they don't, they don't handle this right. And this goes along with a bunch of teams and throughout sports. There are certain teams that are just run so poorly and will never do anything successful. Well, with the, with the Archer trade, just to, I know we could talk about this for the whole podcast, but looking back at it it was an in the moment trade but now looking at look what you give up yeah. i mean yeah. even the the, the throw in player shane boz is a going first round draft for, pick yeah first round he's going yeah. off right now i know it's well, single way but like he has some stuff that people are saying that this guy's going to be nasty in the majors so my thoughts on this that trade i i'm i'm still a firm believer glass now would have never figured it out here cuz they don't know yeah. how to i mean you get it would be like giving me a stick shift ferrari yeah. Like I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to work that. You know, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to properly use it. I'd probably ruin it. And that's what the Pirates had. They had something that they really haven't had anything like that before. A six foot eight, six foot nine power pitcher. They don't know how to use that. And they didn't really put a lot of emphasis into getting him right. They know how to fix used cars. That's it. And they had a guy like Derek Cole that they made work, but it wasn't working like Glass now was. So he wasn't going to work out, and there's no spot for Meadows. There just wasn't. So I have no problem with trading them. But what's funny is the fact that like they could have got someone so much better than Chris Archer yes. for that package. Goldschmidt. Of, of Sh- Shane Boss. A top, I mean, he was a top 100 prospect when they dealt him. Yeah. And he's a first-round pick. And then two really good prospects. They offered that same – the Tampa Bay, they tried to get Archer in 2016. Tampa Bay said, we want Reynolds and Glass now. They said, no way, not giving it up. Archer was good in 16. This is a guy that Huntington has liked since Archer was in high school. So he's chasing after ghosts of the past. 
That's why, and it was emotional. They won 11 games. They needed in a row. They needed a PR move, and they put all the dice, all the chips in on this guy who they thought would bring fans back to the ballpark, who they thought, you know, he's been down, but we can fix guys like Lariano. We can fix guys like A.J. Burnett. We can fix guys like Edison Volquez. We can fix a guy like Chris Archer, no sweat. And they've made him worse, and it is just... It's just hilarious that they could have got Quintana with those two prospects in 2016. Um, they could have they could have got so many players. They could have got so many players for that value, but Yelich. they decided to go all in when the year prior they were two games out of first place in the division, and they didn't make a move like that. The year before that, 2016, they were two games out of the wild card after making the playoffs the last three years. They didn't make a move, but it was that year. Yeah. After winning 11 straight, they were two games out. Was then they made the move for a guy that was, I just, you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's tough, man. Looking, the at, looking at the big-name players that were traded recently and seeing the return and seeing what we gave up for Archer is, it's actually It's staggering. I mean, you look at... the big-name players I'm talking about are, like, reigning NL MVP. Yelich was a signing, but Lorenzo... Or no, wait. They did trade for Yelich. That's right. Yeah. They, they signed Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, they didn't give up much for Yelich, but, like, that was the year the Pirates also trade. They flipped Daniel Hudson for Corey Dickerson. So, like, not a terrible move. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah, man. Like, you could have got Stanton, Ozuna... So many when they were out on the... I mean, there were so... It's disturbing. You know who the Yankees traded? To get Giancarlo Stanton. You know the big piece in that pie was? Starling Castro. Wow. Yeah. And they took on his contract, which was the main point of it, but still. And it's just, it just sucks. So, I guess we'll just combine these two, because there's not much analysis. Who do you think is the bigger lock to win the championship? Boston right now, up a game. By the time you're listening to this on Thursday, they might be up 2-0. Or the Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors. Golden State's a lock. Golden State. I, I'm giving I'm giving St. Louis a chance. They, they were in that game. They were in that game yeah. last or game one. It was two nothing. I understand Boston came back. Boston has experience. The Blues have one guy on their roster who has played in the Stanley Cup Finals before. So uh, experience does matter. I'm giving them at least a chance. But I think on the other side, NBA wise, Golden State has this. It doesn't matter who's playing, who's out. Golden State's going to win. This yeah. is oh go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just I gonna echo basically that jordan bennington guy i haven't watched a ton of blues games but apparently he's like R- insanely good too. yeah and he's a young guy so i you know maybe that's that whole stand like a final thing is maybe gonna shake him up but they're not out of this it's only one game Damn. and they lost on the road golden state hopefully beats toronto in four because <laughs> i'm bitter and old and sad um but yeah i think golden states i mean god they just you know whether they have Durant or not, they're, they've had like almost two weeks of rest. The bigger question in the NBA is who on Golden State's going to win the MVP. Yeah, honestly, I I think that I think the Golden State. I think the NBA Finals goes more games than the the Stanley Cup Final. Really? I I I. This is just, to me. This is so reminiscent of last year's Cup, where you have one team that's just happy to be there, and another team that's on a mission to kill. Interesting. And, you know, Vegas was like the all the hype and they you had the storyline and everything and, and then they lost there was the, the deeper, more experienced, better team came in and wiped the floor with them mm. in five games. 
don't see the same thing happening here. I think the Blues might win one game, but I think this is Boston, and it's mm. not even going to be close. I think the Warriors might get to like 3-0 and then lose two games or something. Uh, but I, I see that one going like six. Okay. So, yeah, that's... Uh, We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I I want to give a shout out to the Raptors though. I know you're mad at yeah, them. No, they've played well. They've made so many ballsy moves. I mean, they had the best record in the East last year. They fire their head coach. Yeah. They get a new coach. They make the biggest move in the off season, bringing in a coach top of the year. Right? Yeah, they fired the coach, coach of the year. Yeah. They fire him. Then they sign a guy who I mean, they're going all in for one year. I mean, they don't know yeah. if this guy like he could even win a. Freaking championship, but yeah. he wouldn't stay. I don't stay. believe he would. Hit the odds for him, he's minus 200 to go to the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's insane. And they still went all in. And if they win a championship, it's 100% worth it. Yeah. 100% be, worth oh, it. Yes. They uh, got here, and they to me, the trade's worth it right now. Yeah. We were talking about that yeah. earlier. I mean, it's like, if you're trying to win a championship, or like, they're not trying to build a dynasty with Kawhi right now. It's obvious. Win. He's yeah. like literally right. a one-and-done yeah. type of thing. Yeah. It's almost like college basketball. He's like in to come in, win a national championship, and be out. Exactly, but like, yeah. he, I mean, even if they don't win this, I feel like what he has done, like it was a complete success. No matter if they win or lose this NBA Finals, I still I, I feel the whole run, like they, appearance. you know, the fuck, first Finals appearance, just everything around it, I think like it was a complete success for... Toronto and Toronto actually has a lot of local restaurants coming together and offering like lifetime free. Yeah, they have the Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, the Kawhi sign. Yeah. yeah, I think they. I saw an article. I just saw the headline. That's uh, now Canada. They is, offered though. him like a free mansion or something. Yeah. Oh, come on in. Like just wipe your feet at the gate. We're yeah, Canada. You they, can have like some free Tim Hortons. So does he have a better and... chance of signing with the Raptors if they win or if they lose? Um. Neither. 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 He's not going back. He's not 100% not going back. I'm thoroughly convinced Like, there's he's not no going chance, no, no matter what up. happens. He did what he He did his job. Yeah. He did his job. He went there. He, has no, he will have no regrets. That's some legendary shit, there. though. If he goes there for a year, yes. wins a title, and then goes and then to they, L.A. Yeah, and, like, that, yeah. helps the Clippers. Like, yeah. not even wins a title. Beats the dynasty like, of the ends, State. ends right. the run. Right. Yeah. That would be pretty crazy. All right. Yeah, I agree. So, shout out Kawhi. Shout out. You know what? I know you're mad at him. I know I don't like Canada Guard, but still, man. I mean, you have the Maple Leafs who haven't done a damn thing in the last it would be 50 cool. years. It's, I mean, they're you a have lot of hungry Drake. fans. A lot of hungry yeah, fans. Yeah, you have Drake. You have uh, <laughs> the Blue Jays who haven't won a World Series since 93. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that Fred uh, Van Vliet guy. Haven't just... That's Dude, second. I'm, congrats second on the sex, you. man. Like, second, yeah, second, his kid is born. He just <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like fucking Michael Jordan now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not. He's actually fucking his wife. Well, but congrats on the sex. Yeah, rephrase there. Yeah. yeah, he is Michael Jordan. All right, there you go. All right, Gar. Rap review time. Yeah. We assigned you some old school, some yeah. NWA. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, what do you got for me? For <clears throat> okay, so. Do we know what NWA stands for? Why would you ask him that question? <laughs> I don't, yeah. You don't? Noah's with attitude. Yeah, Noah's with attitude. Except I'm not. It's just, um, yeah. Just, okay, so yeah. I saw the movie, and the movie was really good. I saw the movie a while ago. Did you read the book? I did not. Okay, because there was a book. <laughs> 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 it, didn't, it didn't sound like there was a book, but I still bought it, so you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <It's> jerks. <laughs> Start my own podcast. Um... 
No, so I listened to okay, so I listened to Straight Out of Compton, which I knew I liked. Uh, Fuck the police. Um, what are your was, thoughts on that song? A uh, good song. And then I listened to. Good song. Yeah, it was a good song. <laughs> Fuck the police was a good song. Yeah, it was a good song. Oof, I don't know if we're gonna stand by that one. <laughs> I, I I enjoy the song. Maybe not the message. Um, yeah. All in good fun. I don't and know. And then what other songs did I listen to? I mean, it's like one album. There's Gangsta Gangsta, yeah, Gangsta there's Doughboy. Gangsta Gangsta I listened to. Express Yourself. Did you listen to Express Yourself? Express Yourself. I don't think good. I listened to Express Yourself. I told you to do that. I forgot which one it had been so long. That's like one of the I think I, I remember you telling me um, just listen to whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, all right. So what? what's your grade? And then what was the last one I listened to? Shit, I don't know. Um, okay, so basically the problem is they sound... Uh, I do like the sound, but it all kind of sounds the same. Like they're all... The way they kind of yell <laughs> into the mic... Again, it's not like a hard yell. It's like a soft yell, but it's just the same tone. Yo, Ram, what up? Yeah, Tell me like where you're from. Tone. It's like the same tone. Like, yo, Dre, I got something to say, you know, which is a cool line. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. This guy. <laughs> but generally speaking, it just sounded like the whole tone was the same. So I'm going to give them a B minus. Okay. A B minus. Interesting. Here, hear me that notepad. We got to update. How do you update grade the grades so bad? Let me see what I got here. And you so just gave let's go NWA through. NWA a B. I just get no a B minus. B minus. So we're gonna look through. So that's Chance got a D plus and yeah. NWA yeah, got Chance, a B. Minus. So they're on the same Chance level. Wasn't good. So far, it's Wiz Khalifa with an A minus. Yeah. Migos with a B. So Migos better rap group than NWA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which produced Easy E. Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, three probably the most influential <laughs> figures in hip-hop of all time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Travis Scott chilling with a C-, Cardi B with a C, Drake with a C, Chance the Rapper with a D+, and, of course, Odd and Gambino Future. with a B-. Minus. Yeah. So Gambino, <laughs> Odd Future with and NWA <laughs> yeah. are even. All right, so who, who are we assigning them now? Oh, man. I got a good one. Okay. I got a good one. This is another one. This is Chance wasn't good. This like is <laughs> I. I'm gonna guess that this might be Gar's favorite. Really? Yes. Really? This guy, um, he's nothing like Migos. Uh, I would say he's <laughs> maybe. I would say maybe a mix between Wiz and Gambino, and that would be um, one Kid Cudi. I like it. Uh, listen to his older stuff. Yeah, okay. the new album was kind of weird. Yeah, Kid Cudi Ghost, Ghost was very weird. So Man on the Moon. Would be what you would want to listen to. That's the album there. Yes. Day and night. Obviously, you have to. Listen. Oh yeah. I've heard that. I think. Day yeah. And night. Yeah. I've heard that. Okay. Okay. So that's good. Down. So. Okay. So that's a good start. <laughs> so Man on the Moon would be what you would want to listen to. Uh, soundtrack to my life is a good one. Mm-hmm. Day and night is a good one. Okay. Wait. Day and night. Soundtrack to what? To my life. To my life. Okay. Up, up, and away. These all sound familiar. What about Pursuit of Happiness? I don't think that's... Pursuit of Happiness, I believe, is on... Um, yeah, it's not Man on the Moon. And then there's one yeah, more one that I'd recommend, and it's not. It's it's on Man of the Moon Volume 2. Okay. Uh, it looks like that. You can see he's like okay. sitting there in a suit. Okay. It's my favorite song by him. It's called Rev... Revo? How do you say that? R-E-V-O-F-E-V. R-E-V... Rev-O-V? Rev-O-V? I don't know I how you no say idea. it. This is how it goes. You know this thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Welcome you. He's a very underrated rapper. Hey. So, fun fact about Noah Hiles. In the uh, old high school baseball days, there were two musicians I'd listen to before every game to kind of just get me mellowed out. Kid Cudi and Taylor Swift. Wow. Yes. Nice. Those are my two. Uh, mainly, yeah. I mean, Kid Cudi, like, man, like, he's a beast, dude. In high yeah. school, like, Man on the Moon... And then Volume 2, I, I really like both Kid of those. Kid Cudi was big in high school. Yeah, uh, from Cleveland. Not for me. Yeah, from yeah. Cle- I think I'm, I'm going to predict at <laughs> least you, a beat. Normal I think you'll like Kid I think Cudi. he okay. will. He's, I, and I think he's he's a mix, I guess, between Wiz and Gambino, I think is a good comparison, I guess, yeah. compared to the ones that we've had him listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, marijuana, heavy yes. at times. Uh, but, like, fun, good beats, Okay. A little bit of singing. Just avoid his most New recent stuff. album. Not it's just a lot of humming. If you start liking them, then go yeah, go it. ahead, go for it. But don't, yeah, yeah, don't rate <laughs> yes. him on his old stuff. So okay. Kid Cudi is your okay. new rapper. So okay. we're gonna start a new segment. This okay. one was recommended by my girlfriend's aunt, who is a dedicated listener to the podcast. So nice. Shout out, no shout out, Aunt Gina. Hey, Aunt Gina. Who is who is listen? She listens to us at work. Wow. She's been waiting for a shout out, and I told her we just started a new segment for her, and it's called the Dog Story of the Day. Uh, and she's a huge, huge dog is Aunt Gina lover. A big sports fan? Um, not really. Just kind of listens. No, she just kind of listens for she likes like her voice. No, I don't even think yeah. that. I just think you know. I think she listens to like the humor aspect of okay. it, and uh, you know that's why I try to keep the sports at the beginning, and then we keep it. Yeah, like you know, and uh, she can fast forward. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so she's a big, huge dog lover. She's got two dogs right now. They're both very, very funny, very nice animals. Love them both to death. Very funny. Really Layla and Brody. Just very dry. Yes. Uh, well, they're just they're characters. I I love them both. Um, so she's a huge dog lover, as is Alexa's entire family. Um, so we're going to do the dog story of the day. So I looked on Twitter for this first one. And this was a order. This is tweeted out from Anna Sliman, who writes for New York Magazine. And she said, My friend is a chef at an extremely fancy New York City restaurant. And this is an order he received today. So this is a picture of the order. That was ordered online, and I'm just going to read it out. It says, one beef burger, medium rare, no cheese, side salad. This is typed in now. This is for a dog. Typed in, no salt, no oil, no seasoning, no pepper. Typed in, absolutely plain, no toppings, no garnishes. Typed in, no bacon, no pickles, no onion, no bread, no lettuce. Typed in. No side salad, so they changed their mind. Typed in, just a plain patty, this is for a dog. So that was the order. Oh, my um, God. If I'm the chef, I'm saying uh, no. I'm just saying. I crumple I'm putting it up, everything on it. I crumple <laughs> it up, and I'm just saying, nah. All right, so I've taken, you know, like when your dog's in the car, I don't know, like I've, I've got my dog like a, a burger once or twice. <laughs> Just a reward again. Bam! Again. Once an episode. I love it. Every single time. God bless. Thank you. I've got Macy, like, a a burger patty before, and, you know, you just treat her her to a nice little reward when she's being a good girl, which is always. (laughs) Um, But this is a crazy move to not only say once, but twice that this is for a dog. (laughs) To say no seasoning, no salt, no oil. 
I just feel like you're going so far out of your way to get your dog a hamburger. Make it yourself. Make it yourself or just buy him some freaking dog food. Yeah. yeah. Or you know? You think the dog's going to be pissed that he didn't get a hamburger and got dog food instead? No. He's not going to be pissed. I wonder how much this burger costs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if it's at a high-end New York City restaurant, you're thinking like 20 bucks probably. Probably. I'm being dead serious. If I Really, if I'm the cook, I'm saying like no. Like, I have other orders to... Well, I mean, uh, it's not that hard to prepare. You just get some meat, throw it on the grill, flip it a couple times, and you're good to go. Yeah, but all these, like, custom things. There's nothing custom. It's just a piece of meat, medium rare. Yeah, that's all. I mean... side salad type in this. And then the side salad thing is weird because it says side salad, then it says no side salad, and it's for a dog. I would have just been, like... Like, I don't know. Like, just saying... Like, I feel like a plain burger would have done the trick... Like, if you're worried about this much, like, for your dog eating a burger with oil or salt or seasoning, just don't feed your dog a burger. <laughs> I don't think... You know? I don't think dogs deserve a, a restaurant <laughs> order. I just don't think... I, I think what they deserve is, oh, I have some leftovers, I'm going to feed them to my dog. Not, I'm going to make a, a huge order for my dog today. I mean, it's like, just... This is just nuts. Nothing for herself, too. No. There is no additions for herself. She's just buying. A How rich burger. do you have to be to like think this is okay? Very rich to go buy a plain patty with. Actually, nothing this on is perfect. It. Oh my god! Look who it is. Oh my, oh god. my god, Dalton. Um, it was me the whole time. It guys. was. It was. All right. So Dalton, rather than telling a joke, yeah. uh, I want to dip into your opinion on this since you work in the culinary field. Um, so this is an order. Just I'll let you just read this real quick. This was an order given to a chef. What would you do if you were said chef? He's reading through it right now. Dalton walked in with about three two liters of Diet Pepsi and four Red Bulls. I respect the diet. I man. just you just uh, you just give them not medium rare. That's weird. You just give them a raw patty. That's it. You cook it? No, that's for a dog. But they asked for it medium rare. Do they really want it medium rare though? I would, I would like. This is one where it's you a high end like, restaurant. This is one where you need to have a bunch of communication with the server and like make sure that this person knows what they are getting. Would yeah. this piss and you they, off? Yeah, fuck yeah, it would piss me off. I'm, I, I it's a high end restaurant. I'm not cooking off. food for right. fucking dogs. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. what? Like yeah, exactly. no. You, if you want to cook a steak for your dog, go buy a cheap steak, take it home, and cook it for your dog. That's no. the thing. Yeah, that's, for, dis- that's disrespectful for sure. To for report. for how much this probably <laughs> costs, because they say it's a high end restaurant, you could have got someone from Postmates to get you some ground beef, yeah. and you could have made your own burger with no oil, no seasoning, no salt, no anything. That's it's my, just a psycho move. That's my favorite thing about cooking, though, is that like all it is is like I can sell somebody an eleven dollar grilled cheese sandwich that cost me fifty cents to make, and it's just because you're too lazy to make a grilled cheese sandwich. You're right. I'm like I'm Robin Hood. Yeah, that's true. You know, just, yeah. That's but you're not giving to the thing. poor. I'm I'm poor. And okay, I'm giving it to me. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, fair enough. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I think it's ridiculous thoughts, that you order nothing for yourself and you order for a dog at a high end restaurant. I mean, if you're, I get it. If you're there and you want to get something for your dog, but like, I, I mean, all respect to dogs. It's a freaking dog. He does like he doesn't need that hamburger. Uh I mean, like, I just don't know how much money. You need to be this big of an asshole, and I'm not, I'm actually serious. Like, just think like this is an okay thing, and the, and don't get me wrong. Like, I've like I said, I've got my dog 
people food before, like, to give her a treat, you know, like, she's getting old, I like to see her enjoy her, her golden years, and, I mean, Alexa's family, I always rip on them, because they, they feed their dog <laughs> scrambled eggs sometimes, okay. just because it's just old, she's like 13 or something, and she'll fall down the stairs sometimes, it's really sad, she's a sweet little, little <laughs> dog, and so, like, the mom will feel bad for it, just wants to spoil her. And, like, we'll cook her scrambled eggs, or uh, they give her, like, cookies and stuff. And the dog will just stand there and bark in the kitchen, like, I want more cookies! But see, like, that's acceptable. Barking. That's acceptable. But, like, you're doing it in your home. You're not inconveniencing, yes. like Dalton said, someone who worked their whole life to be a chef at a nice New York City restaurant just to cook a dog a burger. Exactly. Just give a dog a bone. Yeah, just give a dog a bone. And that concludes our first dog story of the day. We'll now move on to our... Twitter news story of the day, which is brought to you by No Negations. No Negations is a motivational lifestyle and apparel brand. Their mission is to inspire others to achieve no matter the circumstance. It is easy to quit or give up, especially if the people around us are feeding negativity. The No Negations team wants to be that positive reinforcement in your life. They offer talks and workshops to get your team, clients, and customers motivated and inspired. Their team of national and world-class athletes are energetic, impactful, motivational speakers, offering insight on perseverance, team building, fitness, and mindset development. So whether if you have a t-shirt, a hat, a polo, long sleeve shirt, crew neck, hoodie, or leggings, it should be a reminder that no matter the circumstance, you can overcome if you stay consistent. Visit their website at www.nonegations.com to order apparel and to receive more information on speaking events. Also, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nonegations. That is N-O-N-E-G-A-T-I-O-N-S. And now for our Twitter news story of the day. What's up, guys? We're back again for our Twitter news story of the day. And this one, we're going nostalgia. So... A recent trending topic on Twitter was the everyone was debating what were the best teen movies uh, of the last decade or so. So we went a little bit further back and we just thought of the best teen movies during our childhood, our teen years, and recently. We went we made like two thousand three was around the cutoff time. Um, Gar, what grade? How old were you in two thousand three? I was ten. Thirty eight. No. Oh. <laughs> Okay, no, I much, was yeah. I was eleven. Oh, 11? Yeah, I was eleven. Okay, so yeah, you we were like eight. eight. Yeah, so but I feel like that's when you start watching that kind of stuff, like third, fourth grade. Yeah. You get into those types of movies. So we're just gonna do a draft. We're just gonna go back and forth. I think uh, snake draft. We'll just go this way. Okay. So Tony gets the first pick. Ooh. I'll get second. Gar gets third and fourth, and we'll each do uh, three. Is that three one? three sure. movies. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. All right. Is that is that would that work right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So they go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. 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 All right, Tony. So we got a list of them. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I'm really happy about this first round pick. Uh, I've had my eye on this ever since I saw it. (laughs) Um, I'm going with Superbad as my first round, my favorite movie of all time. I could watch it a hundred more times and never get tired of it. Uh, It's the ultimate teen movie, even though it's extremely extremely bad no i mean it's it is one of the most quotable movies from our time you know as teenagers high school yeah just what the the fake id the you know going after girls trying to fit in trying to make the most of your you know your last couple days in high school everyone can relate to that uh just this 
it was kind of like the coming out party for Jonah Hill. Yes. I thought uh, for Michael Sarah. Oh, for, Michael uh, Sarah's really good in that movie. Oh, my oh God. he's That's hilarious. That awkward, yeah. that awkward kid. She, she, had, yeah. Back, yeah. she had back problems. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It was just perfectly like, cast So many in. underrated lines. And in that the whole movie. movie was based in a night. Is all yeah. one night. All yeah. one, all like in like yeah. five, six hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I, I remember like, I live with Dalton, you know, he's obviously a reoccurring guest on the podcast. You know, you have those moments with your best friends where you're going to different colleges, uh, your senior year, where you want to try to make those memories, and super bad, I mean, just hilarious. I know. Excellent, excellent film. Pretty excellent. happy about my pick. Um, yeah, I would go, so super bad, I think, would be the high school boys top pick. I'm going to go across the aisle to the high school girls top pick. And I think the best overall movie out of all the teen movies that we grew up watching has to be Mean Girls. Has to be Mean Girls. You have Lindsay Lohan in her prime. I mean, just looks fantastic. Great actress. You have, uh, what's her name from The Notebook? What's what's that? Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams is in it. Mm -hmm. uh, the other girl had a big... The girl who played Karen had a big career as well after that. I mean, you have Tim Meadows, Tina Fey. Amy Poehler. Amy, Amy Poehler is in it. She's the cool mom. Some big I names. mean, there, there are so many big names in this movie. There are so many quotable moments. There are so many fun things. Um, and it is live the test of time. I know Superbad's like 10 years old now, 10 or 11 years old. I mean, Mean Girls is... it's. Approaching like twenty years old in, yeah. in like four years, so I mean it's 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 solidified itself in my opinion as an all time classic, like yeah. up there with Sixteen Candles, with The Breakfast Club, with all those you know ones that Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the ones that you talked yeah. about from the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Mean Girls is that they're for just, our generation. Super bad might be one day, but Mean Girls has to be that. Gar, uh, I'm going with Napoleon Dynamite as my first pick. A lot of underrated lines. Let me tell you a little a little story real quick. It's like 10 seconds long. Uh, my friend told me John Heater after that movie had a drug overdose and died. And I was so sad because I thought, man, this guy is going to be good and everything. And it's a real shame. And then I found out later he's alive and well. And you know how much he got paid to originally star in that movie? How much? $1,000. Really? That's it. Why? It was such a low-budget film. They had no expectations they, for it. And he went on to like make... Obviously, millions. Yeah, the millions whole movie I think took maybe like two and a half, three weeks to shoot. I mean, they finished that movie like. Real Could they quick. be asses about him? They're like, yeah, we. I mean, your contract was a thousand bucks, even though. Well, movie he had like royalties big. and stuff because he's like the star. Yeah. I mean, but that that was there, so many quote again. Again, a lot of quote. I had yeah. the vote for Pedro T-shirt yeah, yeah, growing everyone up. Did, everyone did. I did the Napoleon yeah. Dynamite dance actually for Mr. Mountain Union my senior year. Nice. I finished third. You finished uh, third. Was, you should have yeah. won that thing. Oh, I mean, Uncle Rico. Don't even get man. me started Uncle on Rico. the kid. Yeah. Uncle Rico. Our first round is a bunch of quotable movies. Yeah, yes. I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. So second round, first pick. Okay, go. second round, um, kind of a guilty pleasure uh, movie, but a lot. I think a lot of guys like this too. I'm going with Pitch Perfect uh, because there are a lot of a lot of singable. I don't know if that's teen. I don't know if that's the teen cup song. Movie. Isn't that the cup song? Cup that's song a college movie though. Okay, so no, I'll, I'll allow it, but uh, I'm just pointing that out. Okay. Well, the list. <laughs> that is a college movie. You're right. It's like freshman year college. Should I back out? No, 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 okay. no. You're well, I'll take it. I'll take you're it. You're a teenager in your freshman teenager, year. Teenager, yeah, young, 18. yeah, 18, 19 years old, late teens. Uh, still a good movie because there are some catchy songs. I think Fat Amy, 
uh, at least in the first movie, is hilarious. I think over time, I you know not that funny, but um, but the first time I saw that, I, I genuinely thought it was really funny. Where all yeah, peeking? yeah it's good. really good stuff. So those all are right. my first two picks. My second pick, um, kind of, it's I would say it's very similar to Tony's first pick uh, as far as relatable senior year, uh, having fun. Project X. Um, Gar, you were in college for this. Tony, I don't know. I if, haven't seen this. Tony, I don't know if you, if this hype reached all the way out to Butler. Do you remember the Ross Morgan Rager? Yes, 100%. I, it reached to Butler. Yes, exactly. Really? I, you, yeah, he's from Wex. Yeah, so. I don't know he knows me, but. That invite reached yeah. to so, Butler. Yeah. So, I remember the Ross Morgan Rager, for those who don't know, um, it was our junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this kid who was inspired by the movie Project X to just throw this incredible party, invited every high school kid in western Pennsylvania to it. And the word spread like wildfire. There were stories on every news channel about it. Mark Madden was talking about it. 96.1 was talking about it. The fan was talking about it. Every radio station, every TV show, everything in the local area. It was all the buzz. I remember, I'll never forget, Dalton and I were just talking about this before uh, we started recording today. Um, I remember picking up my prom tux at the Robinson Mall. And there were kids from seven different school districts there, including Russell Shell, who at the time was the, the biggest, biggest one of the biggest athletes in the country. And... All of us were sitting there talking about how we were going to go to the Ross Morgan Rager. It was insane, and it was going to be so fun. And we were we went to a Pirates game, I believe, that night. And after the game ended, we were going to go to the party, but it turned out uh, it got shut down. Yeah. So no one ever. Did you try to go? Uh, we had plans to go, but once the it was on the news and stuff. And yeah, they it's had, like this they is had totally police good. officials saying that there's no chance this is happening. They're going to shut it down before it even starts. So once we saw that, we got turned away. But I think the hype to the party is what made it. I mean, even if the party happened, it would it would have obviously been busted in the first hour. One hundred percent. But I think the hype to it, like we're talking about it. And that all and that all later. started because of the movie Project X. So yes. that's a nostalgia pick. So that's my second pick, Tony. Okay, so my you get second two and pick, three. Okay, well, my second round pick. Um, shout out to my girlfriend; she'll really enjoy this one. Shout out Christina. Uh, a Cinderella story. Wow, um, that's a big high school movie for girls. Uh, any any girls our age have seen that movie a million times, um, and I, I think that. I just think that's a great second round pick as well. I, I think I, my first two picks are pretty. Pretty solid. And round it off now. All right, let me see the let me see the board one more time. All right. Uh, so my third and final pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Princess Diaries. Okay. Another another one where every girl has seen it. Uh, and uh, aren't there a couple? Yeah. I feel like the first one is the the most famous one. Uh, where she turns into a princess, but those are just like Napoleon <laughs> those, those those three movies that I have are just movies that I feel like everyone's watched a million times. All right, so my last pick will probably be. Um, I'm tempted to say Friday Night Lights, uh, but I would say the TV show is probably a better teen-oriented thing, so I'll stay away from that. I think if you're just gonna go power. Uh, an impact on teen culture and society, I guess, when we were growing up. I don't know if there was a bigger movie series that 
captured us than Twilight. I mean, Team Edward, Team Jacob was everywhere. Um, I didn't watch it until I started dating Alexa, actually. Like, so, like, I was, like, in my 20s. Uh, but, I, I mean, I remember there was a girl that we went to school with, and she passed out reading one of the books where they were, like, talking about, like, cutting someone's heart open or something. Uh, but, like, everyone read the books. All the, mostly all the girls read the books. A lot of people saw the movies. Uh, everyone, like, when my little sister would go do her piano recitals, everyone played that one song. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was huge. It was huge. I, th- I feel like someone had to draft it, and I didn't think Gar was going to, so I'll take Twilight. <laughs> and uh, Gar rounded off, my last gu- pick of the draft. Guilty pleasure, uh, John Tucker must die. Oh! Wow. Uh, I, I really like this movie. Uh, all the chicks are very attractive. It's been a while since I've seen this, but this you have? Is... You had a Shanti. You had who was the blonde, the short-haired blonde who was like all about getting good grades. Yeah, I forget her name. I and then yeah, too. Um, but she was good. I mean, they're all really attractive. But then it works out. The main character, the main girl, realizes John Tucker is a little bit of a douche. Uh, yeah, kind of yeah. sucks, mm-hmm. and he goes after the uh, the smart, very nice brother. Of John Tucker. Who's also, like, super good. Lo- like, I just love, like, that's, like, the too. teen movies, yeah. too. It's like, right. yeah, this guy, you know, he's he's reserved. He also looks yeah. like he's 30 and, like, drives, like, a Benz. <laughs> well, that's and, that's, like, the, you that's know. the thing about every high school movie. No high school movie has people actually in high school. Yeah, they're all like, 30. They're and, all like, it's the- all in rich high schools, <laughs> it seems. Like, that, and they're, like, if there's one problem, there are, like, a thousand problems. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never just, oh, just this guy's having an issue or something. It's, like, like the every parties, single thing. The parties in the High school movies look like ten times cooler than any college party right. I'd ever been to. Yeah. Like, it's like chicks doing mo- body shots out of each other, like sixteen yeah. years old. And the show Thirteen Reasons Why on Netflix. I don't know if you watched. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. First, first season. I watched the first, first two, two seasons. Yeah. The second season sucked, but it was just like, okay, there's a pregnant chick. There's like a guy who's suicidal. There's another guy who just wants to shoot up the place. There, yeah. I mean, every there's bullying. There's every single thing imaginable is uh-huh. happening at this high school, and I just couldn't help but laugh because it's like, okay, I understand high school, you have problems and everything, but just way overboard. So, yeah, yeah when they, anytime there's a high school movie, it's just to the extreme, whether it's parties mm-hmm. or bad stuff or good looking people, it's whatever. You, it's you ever seen Not Another Teen Movie? And yes, like, it's like I've a scary it. movie I've, for yeah, teen yeah, movies. I've, yeah, it's, it's a great it's movie. Nice. All right, so. This yeah. cast is loaded, though. John Tucker Must Die. Jenny McCarthy yeah. was in there. I didn't even know that. Oh, Brittany yeah. Snow. Brittany Snow is the the main... Um, and then have you ever seen okay. You from uh, Netflix? The, the yeah. new... Oh, yeah. Uh, he, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in the, that. He's I didn't the know brother. That. He's the brother. Well, no you know what's the most ridiculous yeah. scene in that movie, John Tucker Must Die, is when they uh, make him wear like a thong. Yeah. Or something for basketball, mm-hmm. and he's just like dunking, and he's just doing like right. That's just stuff trampoline like, that. like yeah. three sixty dunks, right. and it's like yeah. all right, let's yeah. right. let's calm down. John Tucker must die. So those are our <laughs> lists. Tony has yeah. Super Bad Cinderella Story, Princess Diaries. I have Mean Girls, Project X, and Twilight. Gar is Pitch Perfect, Napoleon Dynamite, and John Tucker Must Die. We will have a Twitter poll out tomorrow where you can vote. Follow us on Twitter at UNOPod. You can tell us who you think had the best draft out of the three of us. Uh, Be sure to comment below. Obviously, subscribe to our channel on top of all of that. And um, if we missed anybody, if we missed, there's a lot of big names still on the board here. There's a big sleeper right here. Yeah, I mean, High School Musical is a really good one that we didn't pick. Easy A, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Juno. Juno. Uh, there's there's a ton, so be sure to tweet us or comment below or 
you know, do whatever you got to do to get in touch with us. Let us know what we missed out on, and we will see you next time here on YouTube. Sure. Tony, you have two cents. What do you got for me? So my two cents today, uh, recently Jeff Bezos' divorced wife, uh, Mackenzie Bezos, she made a big uh, $37 billion off of the divorce. She became the richest woman in the world yeah, just by simply divorcing. by getting divorced. Yeah, exactly. That's um, the dream. So her <laughs> fortune, like I said, is 37, around $37 billion. It's $36.6. Um, and sh uh, she is actually donating half of her $36 billion to charity. And... That's awesome. That's for her. absolutely amazing. And uh, this is encouraging the world's wealthiest people to dedicate the majority of their wealth to charitable causes. Because now, this girl, even donating half of her $36 billion, she can still spend a million dollars a day and live till she's 100 and be okay. So it's not like, I mean, I, I get she's donating a, a shit ton, but like she still, still has a lot, which, so she's so, still good. But my me, two cents would be... Yeah. Is I you know I love. You wish you had more than two cents. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's I love that she's donating to charity and you know it's a great cause. Send that to the student loan debt. Give us yeah, seventeen go. billion dollars to the student loan debt and forgive all of our student loan debts. And you know what? You'll have a lot happier people than the uh, the dog shelter or whatever charity. I, I thought that was a bad example of a charity, but whatever yeah. charity they're giving to. It's awesome, but I feel like send it to the student loan debts. I would be. A lot I mean, happier. that's honestly a good point. Like, regardless of what charity you're giving to, like if you pay off the student loan debt, you're you're giving a gift that keeps on giving. Like you're you're helping educated young educated people have a little bit more financial freedom where they could probably help make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like you you know you could donate money to cancer or you could pay to cancer research, or you could pay off every young med student student loans so they could focus more on, you know, exactly. finding a cure for cancer, and too. Like, I, I like, mean, I don't know. Like, that might not be the best example, what? I guess, but, like... No, but, like, her $17 billion, like, obviously it's not going to forgive all student loans. Like, but it would more, take a big chunk. Debt, but there would be a dent. You, it wouldn't be like, oh, you know, you don't even notice it because there's so much that That $17 billion would definitely be a debt, or a dent, in the student debt. Yeah, I was just thinking, so if you ever met someone who was looking to get rid of like billions of dollars and they asked you for an amount that what is your what is your lowest amount that like could I mean I guess not change your life, but like what would be an amount that you if they were going to say like keep it reasonable, but what is an amount I could give you that would make your life significantly better? What would be your number? A hundred K. hundred grand? From a billionaire. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like saying, yeah, hundred K. From a billionaire giving me... Knowing that money. if you ask for too much, they might shut you down. If, yeah, if I ask for a million dollars, he's yeah. Yeah, I think he'd shut me down. So I'm saying a hundred K. Uh, I try to get away with half a million. I try to go that I like high. that. See, I would, I would keep I it... Feel, I, I agree with you. I think a million would be... Yeah, be too like, much. My strategy would be this. Moment. I would ask for 50 grand. That's what I would need to pay off my student loans... In my car. And, like, I would let them know that and then hope that they'd give me more. Yeah. But 50 grand would be my number. See, I went with 100 because that would pay off my 
student loans and have give me a little a nice couple little, extra. Yeah, yeah some you get, cushion. I assume you guys watch I've seen Family Guy before. The, yes. When you guys were talking charities, I thought of the one that like Peter makes up. I had to look it up for the exact title. The Poor Green Whale Guns Books Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like hammered or something and he's just like trying to get away with donating to a charity and he it's just true, he just though. rambles off like the there's, there's so many charities out there and some non-profit organizations that like are really bad to donate to to be honest yeah. with you there's like some known ones I'm not going to name any but like that you shouldn't donate to because they you know they don't use their money very well so I, I don't know just to be different I, like I said this is awesome that she's doing this but to be different why not do that throw it towards the student loan that's the big crisis of debt right now like I don't know that was my two cents alright Gar you're, uh, who are you giving your hands to? I'm giving my hands to the system. Okay. <laughs> nice. There we go. Fuck the police. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, because my girl, Aunt Becky, Lori Lachlan, uh, is apparently facing up to 40 years in prison for this whole, for this whole college thing. And don't get me wrong, she pleaded not guilty, which was Stupid. dumb to begin with, because I think everyone else involved pleaded yes. guilty. Fast. So, yeah. Um, she thought they were bluffing or whatever, and that totally backfired. So that was dumb. Uh, also, um, what she did was wrong, and I'm not taking away from that. But there are much worse people who have done much worse things and have gotten a lot less time in jail than what she's apparently facing, 40 years. I think that's a little extreme. I think 10 years is a little extreme. Yes. Uh, I think maybe like two or three times yes. would probably Five years enough. is extreme. Apparently she's going insane. Apparently she's got she's like up all night. She's got these like terrible headaches all the time. I, I don't be, blame her. Yes. I mean, insane because she's, she's like 60. I mean, this is her life. Yeah, she's, she's done. Yeah, so this is... So that's all I gotta say. Well, the had... system is pissing me off, <laughs> and I'm gonna when I after this podcast is over, I'm gonna do some crimes myself. Nice. I'm gonna go out on the streets, all for Aunt Becky. Make a... <laughs> <laughs> Wear my Aunt Becky T-shirt. Well, they <laughs> said they said when she she was facing almost twenty up to twenty. Yeah. They pleaded not guilty, so then they went and found some more charges yeah. to add it to forty. Yeah, which uh, yeah. is crazy. Yeah. They're just being spiteful. It's. All for someone, they're paid, times. they paid extra for a girl to, you know, go to school. Who the hell cares? Like, right. that college made 500 grand off of some idiot that like wanted her kid to go to school. It's not good. Then I get, you know, a lot of people work hard and all that stuff. And you, yes, but, and but this who was cares? wrong to do, but yeah, 40 years, it's like, I think that's insane. what they're doing is they're clearly setting an example. Uh, yeah, but this is the wrong thing. The, to say I know. Examples. Well, they're just they're just showing other rich people who like. I mean, this has clearly been going on for a while. Yes. You think Aunt Becky's the first person to do Hell it, and no. they're thinking, you know, there's a PR thing as well. I'm sure where they they just feel like you know rich people get away with all this stuff, and the judge is trying to really throw the hammer down on her and say you wrong, did wrong. Wrong and, person, wrong. Uh, you, yeah, a lot of famous people have done a lot worse. Here's yeah. my thing. If okay, so when you go to a school, if you uh, are smart, you get a scholarship deducted from you know the tuition. So you, you pay less, obviously. If you're not smart, you can still get accepted if your grades are, you know, acceptable. If you and being on you still team. have to pay the amount of tuition. If you're stupid, but you have the money, why won't you allow them to pay 500 grand to send that girl there? Like, yeah. who cares? Like, well, it's 500 grand. my thing about it is this, too. Like, well, that, that daughter, like, all the daughters of these rich, famous people... 
Like, want to go. Well, that it's like, what is a Harvard education? How how is it going to make their lives that much better? You yeah. know, like they're they're already set up. Like I I don't know. Like I, some some people, you know, they want to get into politics or you want to be a CEO <laughs> or something. That's one thing. But like Aunt Becky's daughter, I, don't I think, think she even said on Instagram or the the daughter even posted before this all came out, uh, was like, yeah, I'm not interested in the school part of college. Like, I'm excited to That video is the whole like, reason they got busted. Is yeah. That the video? Okay. The video she says, she's like, like, yeah, he, I'm just excited to party I'm excited to party. Like, she and make was, friends, but, like, and she I, was on, I'm not into the She was technically team. on, like, a team. Like, that's she was how they a rowing team. team. Yeah. She never rode in her life. never rode in her life. And that's... I heard she didn't even know what a paddle was. Yeah, Or a boat. She's a YouTube star. like Or water. All right. I believe it. As an IQ of like twelve, they 12. Yeah, yeah they were just I mean they're just it's what I heard not they weren't gonna benefit from this education so like I don't understand why you're freaking out like you know they sure like other kids could get this Harvard education and like skyrocket yeah. or whatever but like it would be no different if they went to Arizona State yeah, or Pitt or Harvard I mean they were still gonna be set for life afterward yeah and like they would be able to maybe make something of themselves. But it'd be because of the parents' connections more than it would be for their Harvard degree. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just weird. All of this weird. is weird. Um, I guess we'll round I guess off. We'll, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. If she actually gets Hopefully 40 not years 40 years. Yeah, God yeah. bless Aunt Becky. All right. God bless her. <laughs> no is no doubters. I went 0-2 this last time. I'm 33-31-1 on the year. Uh, I'm just going to go two money lines real quick. I think it's crazy that the Warriors are a pick against the Raptors. I know no KD. I know they're on the road. But it's the Golden State Warriors. It's the NBA Finals. They always win. They, I believe they're undefeated in all of the game ones so far uh, in the last four. Yeah. So there you go. I go Warriors money line. Pick them. I mean, this is, I just think this is a no. This is an actual no doubter. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt. This is rare. <laughs> um, and then the other one I'm gonna go with is uh, Minnesota Twins money line. They're facing Charlie Morton. He's undefeated. Uh, the Twins are good Twins though. Are good. They hit a lot of home runs. Ground Chuck known for you know keeping the ball on the ground, but I, I think that they're going to edge off a really good Tampa Bay Rays team. So Twins money line, Warriors money line. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at UNO Pod. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Underpaid and Overrated, and uh, keep spreading the word on this. We're working hard to become funny and not become funny. Continue to be funny and <laughs> Taking a lot entertain of you all throughout the, local, throughout uh, the week. The local YMCA. Um, uh, guys, any final thoughts, Tony? Uh, I just really hope Mackenzie Bezos is uh, listening to this podcast, and maybe she'll help us out on our debt. That'd be dope. Dark. Um, yo, Dre, I got something to say. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> my final thought would be, Tony, please don't steal my girlfriend. All right. Until next time, folks. Uh-huh.